In my episode from this morning, I showed you several clips on why we love President Trump. And if you don't love him after those clips, then you just don't get it and you probably never will. I just need to show you one clip on why Joe Biden, whether you like him or not, isn't fit for the job. And and the re re the recalibration of last month. In honor of bumbling Biden, let me welcome you to the recalibration of open source news. Let let's get this thing started. You know you know the thing. You you know the thing. Come on, man. You know the thing. I guess I ain't black. Because <laughs> I didn't vote for Biden. Welcome to Open Source News. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and turn on the notifications bell so you don't miss out on real news. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Welcome to Open Source News. I am your host. My name is James, the Black Conservative Patriot. Thanks for joining me here again. Folks, there's a lot of news that I'm going to cover in this episode so that you are very, very well up to speed on important news as we finish out the weekend and you go back uh, to work or whatever you do uh, Monday through Friday or Saturday. I work every single day to bring you the news. If you appreciate that, share this on social media, like, put your comments down below. Your engagement helps with with the YouTube uh, algorithm and check previous episodes that you may have missed. Now, if you missed yesterday's episode, I played clips on why I love Trump and why someone should love Trump. And one of the points I made was President Trump is all about humanity and peace. And I actually found this clip from Michael Savage, one of my heroes and one of my people that I that I really admire and inspired me to even become a, a commentator in a roundabout way. I just enjoyed listening to him over the years. I haven't listened to him in many years, but I found this clip. And I can't believe how we resonate almost on the same exact wavelength on why we appreciate Trump. I think Michael Savage went to Berkeley like I did. Let me double check that while I play you these clips. One of these clips is from the interview that Trump had with Right Side Broadcasting that I didn't play yesterday. But let me play it for you and then I'll edit it with what Dr. Savage had to say. You've said before on social media and at speeches that you have a solution and you said, hey, this can be negotiated. How do we do that? Well, first of all, it should have never started. It would have never started had I been president. There was no chance of this war starting. It's more important than making money, and that is peace. Peace, peace, peace. He is virtually the only Republican out there saying he could get a peace deal between Ukraine and Russia in 24 hours. It should have never, ever happened, but it did happen. Uh, With that being said, it can be negotiated, I think, within 24 hours. Where are the other people of any stature to even say this? 
We're all sitting here terrified of what's going on over there. He's the only one saying he can make this work. It's true, folks. You got Lindsey Graham calling for more war for taking out Putin. You've got all these other warmongers. You got people talking about the funds, which, of course, are something to talk about, just this endless blank check to Ukraine. But where is the outrage on the Republican side just wanting to offer a solution of peace? I'm only really hearing it from President Trump. And there's really two reasons why you should just really appreciate President Trump and want him back in, in, the, in the Oval Office. I would say peace and prosperity. Michael Savage adds a third one. But I think it kind of goes along with both peace and prosperity. What are your thoughts? So there's no reason to doubt that he could do it. And I'm sure he could. So the thing is this, peace, prosperity, security, what more could we want? Peace, prosperity, security. If we have security at our border and with other countries, then we have peace and prosperity. God bless Donald John Trump. God bless uh, Dr. Savage. Okay, folks, let's get into a whole bunch of news uh, that I want to cover and you want to know. Okay, let's start off with the GOP and fighting this Biden deal that is going to take away our prosperity. In one of the more unusual tactics to bring the United States into compliance with international agreements, the Biden administration has signed onto a global tax agreement that gives Congress the choice of either approving the deal or watching American companies suffer from foreign tax penalties. Congress this week said it would do neither. On Thursday, the GOP-controlled House told the Biden administration in no uncertain terms that it would not approve the deal that Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen negotiated with more than 130 other countries to align America's corporate tax with the global tax rules. Yellen called the agreement a once-in-a-generation accomplishment for economic diplomacy. No, it's one-in-a-generation uh, accomplishment for the impoverishment of America and the stifling and the handcuffing of American enterprise and industry. I'm supposedly a tinfoil hat conspiracy theorist because I tell you, I've been saying for six years on this program for I don't know, 20 odd years as an individual to those that would listen to me, this crazy black conservative patriot who thanks to YouTube, Instagram, Locals, Patreon, um, and Spotify finally have a large enough platform so I'm not crazy just talking to myself. I've been screaming globalism for this many years, probably longer, and been warning about the infiltration of these globalists at every level of our government. Now, if you've been on the show even for just a few weeks, you know this. You know that we've been infiltrated. And what a great way to infiltrate us <laughs> than right at the matter of money. Wow. What a Treasury Secretary that we have. I think the Biden administration thought they had more political leverage than they did with these rules. Daniel Bunn, president of the Tax Foundation, uh, told the Epic Times. I think that was a key mistake that they thought they could get it through Congress with the majority they had, and that was an error on their part. So I reported on this. They've been fighting, but the point is Yellen and Joe Biden 
are still continuing to push this. While we're continuing to talk about money and taxes, the IRS has issued a checklist to make tax preparation smoother in 2023, which features a key cautionary tip on how to avoid getting a dreaded notice or bill from the taxman. The IRS list of key points to keep in mind when preparing to file a 2022 tax return includes recommendations like choosing a tax professional carefully and filing electronically with direct deposit to receive funds quickly. The list also includes a warning to taxpayers that they must report all types of income on their tax returns. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. They want to make sure that it's a gig economy, if it's cash or anything, the IRS wants their cut. And they're doing this by threatening people saying, hey, report everything if you don't want to be audited and you don't want us coming after you. Wow. The IRS signaled out several sources of income for taxpayers not to forget to include in their filings. Sales from goods created and sold on online platforms. Investment income, money from part-time or seasonal work, self-employment, or other business activities and services provided via mobile apps. So, the IRS wants to make sure that they get their cut. They call it taxes. I call it extortion. And I fall for this extortion because I don't want to be in jail. Now, I guess Iowa according to Democrats, is too white. So the Democrats have approved Biden's plan and now the first 2024 primary state is South Carolina. The Democratic Party on Saturday approved reordering its 2024 presidential primary, replacing Iowa with South Carolina in the leadoff spot. The vote took place during a three-day DNC event in Philadelphia. Although more changes are possible later this year, the formal endorsement by the DNC is an acknowledgement that the start of the 2024 primary will look very different than the one in 2020. Hmm. If I'm correct, Joe Biden was losing big time in the Democrat primaries until South Carolina rolled around and they did their Democrat math and now we got 81 million man Joe Biden in the Oval Office. They got the machine down. They got the control down in South Carolina. Why wouldn't they want to lead with that? It's obvious. I would say more than that, but I'm not going to on this platform. 
States with early contests play a major role in determining the nominee because White House hopefuls struggling to raise money or gain political traction often drop out before visiting states outside the first five. Media attention and policy debates concentrate on those areas too. Hey, I'm sure uh, Clyburn is loving the payback from Joey. Okay, while we're in the Carolinas, let's move slightly north. And by slightly, I mean to the next state north of South Carolina. The North Carolina Supreme Court on Friday handed a victory to the state's Republican legislators by sliding, by siding, not sliding. It's late Sunday, folks. I'm not as sharp as I am on Monday morning. I appreciate you being here. Big hug to all of y'all. Please like, share, and subscribe, and check out our sister YouTube channel, The BCB Report, and my other show. Links to everything are down below. Let me try again. The North Carolina Supreme Court on Friday handed a victory to the state's Republican legislators by siding with a petition that asked the court to rehear cases involving election maps and voter identification laws. In a vote along partisan lines, the Supreme Court voted 5-2 to two to rehear the cases in March, ones that North Carolina Republican legislature had previously lost. The two Republicans running for seats on the North Carolina Supreme Court in the November midterm election beat their Democrat opponents, flipping the composition of the court red for the first time in 2016. The partisan switch of the court revived Republican hopes to revisit the cases. Now the first case, Holmes versus Moore, the state Supreme Court ruled on December 16, 2022 to strike down a law requiring photo, photo voter identification. The justification for that decision was supposed discrimination against minorities. Because the true racists in America are liberals, white liberals, who think that black people and people of color, this is not me saying it because I'm black and I'm an American and I'm not a Democrat and I smell racism out, I don't know, I'm kind of acutely aware of it. When it's real racism, I'm not the cry wolf type. Someone doesn't like me. Maybe I'm just an a-hole and they don't like me because I'm an a-hole. Maybe it's not because I'm black. But when white liberals say voter ID laws are racist because black people are affected by it, they're essentially saying black people are stupider than white people and therefore can't get driver's licenses and identifications. That's what they're really saying with these laws. I'm not saying that for YouTube and for their bots and their AI. Democrats are saying that when they oppose voter ID laws. Well, guess what? You can't vote in Mexico without voter ID. And there is no country in Africa in which you can cast a vote for their national leaders without your voter ID. So if poor black people in Africa and poor people in Latin America can vote by having their voter ID, then black and Latino people in America can do it a much richer country. Because guess what? We are not stupider than white people and we can get voter IDs just like them. Justice Trey Allen wrote in an order Friday that the criteria for adjudicating the request by GOP legislative leaders for the case to be reheard have been met. Okay? Now, in the other case... Moore versus Harper, 
formerly Harper versus Hall. The then-Democrat-dominated court ruled on December 16, 2022, to confirm a lower court decision to reject legislators' version of a congressional election map and the state Senate election map. In a separate order, the other Justice Allen ordered that the court has found sufficient grounds to rehear the case. So folks, this is great. In North Carolina, huge wins for not just the GOP, but for all the denizens and citizens of North Carolina. Redistricting might end up with more Republicans and voter ID is going to protect the integrity of the vote in that state. All right, so we talked about South Carolina and we talked about North Carolina. Let's go over to Asia and talk about South Korea and North Korea. I try, folks, I try to make these segues and these transitions at least somewhat interesting. Big hug to all of y'all. Appreciate you being here. The United States remains committed to using the full range of its military capabilities, including nuclear weapons, to defend South Korea from North Korean aggression. That is with, that is what, excuse me, U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken said on Friday, the same Anthony Blinken that is controlled by China, who actually kind of controls North Korea. Speaking alongside South Korean Foreign Minister Park Jin at a press conference, Blinken reaffirmed the U.S. commitment to approving, excuse me, improving its allied defense against common threats and the complete denuclearization of the Korean Peninsula. He referred to the U.S.-South Korea alliance as the linchpin of peace in the region and said it seeks to boost trilateral security cooperation with Japan to deter North Korea's missile, missile provocations. We are committed to defending the Republic of Korea using the full range of our capabilities, nuclear, conventional, missile defense capabilities, is what he told reporters in Washington. Because, of course, we don't already have enough threats and scares of nuclear conflicts. Let's just throw that in the mix. Now, of course, I do believe in peace through strength. I just don't believe in Anthony Blinken or anything that this joke of an administration does or says. Actually, to the back, I do believe what they do and say is 95% destructive to our constitution, our well-being, our peace, prosperity, and security. Wow. Speaking about security at our southern border... The number of human smugglers arrested by deputies in Kinney County, Texas, has more than quadrupled in the past two years. Hmm, what happened in the last two years? Oh yeah, Joe Biden and his porous border. Still a mystery to me why the Republicans haven't moved forward in impeaching both Alejandro Mayorkas and Joe Biden. I know the Senate is not going to rule in their favor, but they should move to make it official and make the attempt. I really believe they should. Now, I have reported that there are uh, articles filed, but let's see if McCarthy will take them up. I believe McCarthy said in the past that he would not take them up. Correct me if I'm wrong down below. It's the end of the week. I don't feel like looking it up, but I'm pretty sure that happened. Now, this is what Brad Coe, the sheriff of Kinney County, had to say. He said his deputies arrested 741 smugglers transporting illegal immigrants from the border in 2022. That is up from 169 in 2020. 
He says deputies are arresting people who are flying down from Ohio or Washington, running a car at the airport, and then picking up illegal immigrants to transport them to San Antonio. He's got smugglers coming from Oklahoma, Louisiana, and Florida. So this is what he wants. He wants smugglers to get five years per illegal immigrant. You think that would deter them? You think that would be a deterrent? Think that would help scare some of these people off? Do you think that the porous border being sanctioned essentially by the Biden regime would negate it? What is Texas to do? They are in a very desperate spot. And of course, that is what I'm looking at being my next <laughs> home. Having left California residency, picking up residency in Utah. But my ultimate goal is I got to be a Texan before the good Lord takes me home. All right. Now let's go to some lefty places. I don't know, like Illinois. Now I know, I know a lot of you here on this program are from the great state of Illinois and you're frustrated because it's Chicago. Many of you in Michigan, same way. You're like, it's Detroit that is throwing us off. Wisconsin, where I have family and I will be in a few months again. I go to Wisconsin once or twice a year now. Usually slip in and out, most times not really announcing it. Though I did do a, uh, a meetup, was it last year or the year before last? Right across the street from where the Packers play. It was great. Love my cheese heads. Then you've got like, you know, you, you've got not so much uh, uh, Green Bay, but you got Milwaukee. So you got these Midwest states that are just these big population centers are so leftist and they have the big populations that they... You think these states are leftist, but there's a lot of conservatives. There's a lot of red in these places. Illinois, unfortunately, is one of them. And an Illinois judge issued a second temporary restraining order on Thursday against a ban on so-called assault weapons and magazines that hold more than 12 rounds. So it's these judges that are doing the right thing in states like Illinois and stopping these crazy leftist, absolutely maniacal attack on our Second Amendment rights. The lawsuit filed by 1,690 plaintiffs against Governor uh, Pritzker argued that the act violated multiple clauses in the Illinois Constitution, including the single subject rule, three reading clause, due process clause, and equal protection clause. Now, as I reported before, um, this is in favor of those plaintiffs and isn't universal. But it's good to see that there's yet a second block on this assault on assault weapons ban. It's tough living in those places. By the way, as of yesterday, it's been reported. Let's move on to Tennessee now. The Memphis Police Department has fired a sixth officer as of Friday, in the investigation into the death of Tyree Nichols. In a statement, Memphis PD said it concluded the, that former officer Preston Hemphill, 26, violated multiple department policies resulting in his termination. Now, he'd already been suspended without pay, pending a hearing, but now he has been terminated, fired. That's six. That's six. Oh, Speaking of six, 
why don't I show you something sick? This is Hansy Grabby Joey once again, beelining it for children. The guy has an issue. The guy is Hansy Grabby. He's pervy and his inclinations are age inappropriate. Do you like how I went from sixth to sick? To segue into another story, I'm trying, folks. I'm trying. It's the seventh day of, uh, uh, excuse me, it's the first day of the week. But in my calendar of production, it's the seventh day. My production starts again on Monday. I'm not as sharp as I am, or I will be tomorrow. But please, if you haven't done so yet, just get, at least give me a like and a share for the attempt at having interesting segues. Please welcome President Biden. So what you're seeing here is what happened on Friday when Joe Biden delivered remarks about his horrible economy at the Belmont Water Treatment Center in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Now, the founder of Get the Lead Out, Riverwards, Jane uh, Curtis, also delivered the remarks about her organization's work to replace lead pipes. She brought her young daughter to the event, and as soon as Biden came up, he wanted to know where she was. Because, you know, he's handsy grabby. So he beelines it for her. He grabs her hand, brings her on the stage. And then, you know, as you can see, he presses up uh, against her. And, uh, you know, we've seen this before. And then he says this before she runs off to her mother. All right, brothers and sisters, we know this. if this were pretty much like Trump or any other grandpa, not a big deal. But it's Joe Biden we're talking about. And we know that he has these inclinations. If you caught my episode from this morning, where Ron Klain made a blubbering idiot out of himself as he claimed that he learned great lessons of fatherhood and parenting from Joe Biden... And then we look at his daughter, Ashley. Well, uh, she let us know what kind of man her father is and that many of her problems of deviancy have to do with inappropriate activity that were taking place in the showers of the Biden household. So when Joey does it, it's really creepy. But since I don't want to end this episode on a creepy vibe... Let's end it on a ridiculous and hopefully a little funny vibe. The Seoul National University in South Korea found something very, very interesting in a study. Why are people still wearing masks? The pandemic's over. If you believe in the injections, well, those are available. Why would people still be wearing masks? We'll end with this. A new study from the Seoul National University in South Korea found that ugly people are more likely to continue wearing masks in the post-virus era in which we are living. The Daily Mail summing it up by saying, unattractive people are more likely to keep wearing those face masks. People who consider themselves attractive are less likely to wear face masks. Those who see themselves as less attractive attractive, likely believe mass improve looks. 
Researchers conducted three questionnaires asking people about self-perceived attractiveness and mask wearing. They concluded that young and middle-aged Americans who view themselves as attractive believe wearing a mask hinders the opportunity to deliver a favorable impression to others. On the other hand, those who do not view themselves as attractive buy into the mask attractiveness belief that face coverings actually enhance their looks. And there you go, folks. If you laugh at those people driving with masks on in their cars by themselves, you now have an insight into what they think of themselves. I know low self-esteem is not generally something to laugh at, but hell, (laughs) we have to have levity in these wacky times. Thanks for being with me all week, folks. We'll be back tomorrow, Monday, bringing you the latest news and everything having to do with this wacky world that we live in. And can't wait till we have Donald John Trump back in the Oval Office. But he's not the savior of mankind. Never said he was. Jesus is. He's our Lord and Savior. And I hope that today, Sunday, you took some time out to go to our service, or in the very least, open up your scriptures, and reflect on that great gift that God gave us when he sent his son. To the next one, ciao, goodbye. God bless. Thank you for joining us on Open Source News. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and turn on the notification bell so you don't miss any of our videos.